Our reading this morning is going to come from the book of Matthew, chapter 2. If you want to turn with us this morning in Matthew, chapter 2. I want to read this morning uh, there. We may read in some other places here in just uh, a little bit. But what I want you to notice this morning, uh, we're going to read, and I want to ask you a question this morning that we're going to read. Again, our scripture this morning is going to come from Matthew chapter 2. Is where we're going to read at in just a moment. Matthew chapter 2, and let me read to you, if I may, the first three verses. If you want to follow along with us. And the question I want to ask you today is, how do you respond to Jesus? That's the question. Listen to these verses. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, the place, notice what we're talking about. Who we're dealing with is Herod the king, the king. Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Listen to the third verse. Now when Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him. This morning, I want you to listen to that verse. And I want you to take notice today that not only was Herod that was troubled, this is all of Jerusalem with him. Do you think that fear is contagious? In other words, if you're afraid of something or other people are going to be afraid, do you think it's possible the other end of that? Do you think it's possible for you to be at peace and other people say, I want the peace that they have? Folks, I believe in a peace that God can give us that surpasses all understanding. But when I ask you this morning, how are we going to respond to Jesus? Are we going to be angry? Are we going to be agitated? Or are we going to be happy and at peace? What, what are we going to respond to Jesus? And I want you to listen, if we will, uh, in these first few verses. And it says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of uh, Herod the king, Behold, there came wise men from the east of Jerusalem. And again, and they, when they begin to, to seek out after Jesus, when, king, when Herod the king had heard these sayings, he was troubled. Now the word troubled is something I want us to ponder for just a minute. It's the exact same word that we read about in John chapter 14 when Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. Jesus had to tell us that in John chapter 14 because agitated, frustrated, angered hearts existed. Don't you wish that you and I lived in a land where there was no agitation in the hearts of people? Don't you and I wish we lived in a place where there was no jealousy, there was no envy, there was no murder, there was no lying, there was no adultery? Don't you and I wish that we lived in a place where there were not hearts that were agitated? Folks, I'll tell you this, that land does exist, and that's why we call it heaven. New Jerusalem, I believe that we talk about. But we see that there's a place where there's no agitated, but Herod had a very agitated heart. When I ask you today, how do you respond to Jesus? Do you get agitated or do you get submissive? Which, which end are you on this morning when it comes to responding to the very presence of Jesus? For it says, when King Herod, when Herod the king had heard these sayings, he was troubled. The word troubled, again, means to be agitated. It's almost like, uh, like even what we would call boiling water. 
Now, I'm not saying that as far as from a heat perspective. What I am saying is, if you've ever seen water boil, it's just, it's just rolling, 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 rolling. And the hearts of King Herod was, was just agitated, agitated, agitated. Folks, you can do one of two things with the gospel. You can let it soothe you or you can let it agitate you. Isn't it sad this morning that the very presence of Jesus agitates people? We would think that it would be the other way, that, that Jesus wants to bring peace in your life, but in order to do that, it means to allow Him in and let Him reign and rule in your life. You know, when we talk about the birth of Jesus, time of the year when we begin to celebrate what, uh, where, where, where God had sent us down from heaven, the, the very redemptive nature by which, or the being by which we were going to be uh, saved from our sins, when God sent that, He sent that in the, in the form of Jesus, and yet Herod the king was very agitated. And it says, when Jesus was born. You know, Jesus had never performed a miracle at this point. Jesus had never spoken a word. But isn't it amazing that just the mere presence of Jesus agitated the hearts of people? Folks, we're about to close out the year of our Lord, 2022. Hard to believe, isn't it? But you know what I've learned about Jesus? I've learned that He still agitates the hearts of people. People are troubled, they're agitated, they're stirred, and they're, they're, they're greatly troubled because instead of submitting to God and submitting to Christ and submitting to His Word, we want to, we want to be agitated by that like King Herod was. So the question is, how do you respond to Jesus? Remember that Jesus teaches us, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Folks, are we agitated by the very presence of Jesus when it says, when Jesus was born? He had not done anything. There was nothing else that had happened in his life that had proven anything other than the fact of that he was one, that there were people that were seeking after him. You know, this is where Herod, I believe, got very greatly disturbed, is that there were people that desired a Savior more than they desired him. Folks, if we want to have peace in our life, we must desire Jesus more than anybody else. Did you hear what I just said? Do you believe that we will ever find peace searching after other things more than we would Jesus, folks? You find passion in a person and you ask yourself, what will they do to obtain that whatever it is they're after that they're passionate about? Folks, if they're passionate about Jesus, I assure you, they will find peace. But are we passionate? What do we want to do about Jesus? Do we have a, a, a great desire for He says, when Jesus was born... It says, there came wise men from the east. Jesus had not set upon a throne. He had not ruled in the hearts of people. But before he could rule, there was agitation. People sometimes want to wonder, when y'all keep talking about the word conviction, what does it mean? What do we mean when there's conviction and we preach that, that, that someday the Holy Spirit of God is going to convict your soul? There's agitation that's going to happen. There's a troubling, there's a stirring, and it's not because of, of anything that, that, that surrounds you, but that agitation is because we are sinful people that is meeting up with the Holy God. Those two don't mix, do they? A sinful people and a holy God trying to reign together. But what happens is, is that if we want peace in our life, when I talk about Herod, the, the, the king, being agitated, 
that he had to come to a place, and you and I have to do this too. We have to separate ourselves and let Jesus reign in our lives. Folks, today, I hope you all will agree with me when I say Jesus must reign in our lives. But Herod was disturbed by that. Matter of fact, even to the point in that third verse, it says he was troubled in all of Jerusalem with him. You know what I've learned about the very coming in the presence of Jesus from those that were seeking after him is that he brought peace to some and agitation to another. You know, I believe that right now, again, we're closing out 2022. I believe right now Jesus brings peace to some, and I believe he brings agitation and trouble to others. Which one do you have today? Do you have peace in your life, or do you have agitation? Do you have troubles? Do you have a a, a stirring or a bitterness or an anger that's there? I don't know if you've ever possessed bitterness. It doesn't taste very good. I don't know if you've ever possessed hatred, but it doesn't settle very well and taste very good. I don't know if you've ever experienced any of these things in life that cause these problems, but when we remove those things and let Christ reign, that is when we find peace in our life. And it's all about being submissive to Him. But but, but Herod the king, he was in charge. He was the rule. And when somebody else was going to come along and dethrone Him, that caused a problem. Matter of fact, we're going to read about this in a little bit. But he even gets to the point that he's going to put on this false religion like he wants to do something. But deep down inside, it was all about Him. You want to talk about a definition of selflessness. A person that's being selfish. It's where it's about them. And Herod was, was concerned about him. Then it says when Jesus was born. Notice what happens here. It says that wise men from the east. Behold there came wise men from the east. To Jerusalem saying where is he that is born king of the Jews. For we have seen his star in the east. And come to worship him. What guided the people To Jesus. It was singular. It was a star. Today, folks, if you're ever going to find peace in your life, you're not going to be guided by multiple people. And let's say it like that. But, folks, it's the drawing of the Holy Spirit is what we have to understand today. It's singular. Without the drawing of the Holy Spirit, you're not going to find peace in your life. Without the drawing of the Holy Spirit, you're not going to find that that contentment and the easiness in your life. Herod today was trying to find peace in the people. These wise men or the magi begin to seek after him. They were after one singular being. It was a light in the darkness that would guide them to where Jesus was. These were people that studied the, sky, the, sty, the, the stars and the skies. and They understood there was something different. You see, Jesus was born just like all these other people. And I would say just like him. He was born of a, of a virgin. But Jesus, he looked just like other people. The difference was there was something different about him. Do you believe that there's something different about Jesus? It's like we believe that these men, as they begin to seek after Jesus, <coughs> excuse me, for he says that when, uh, let me back up just a second. It says, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star and come to worship him. And when Herod the king had heard these things, do you believe that What we experience is something that we can hear. Listen to what happens here. It says, let's read this again. For when Herod the king had heard these things. You see today, this is about an individual relationship with Jesus. 
Today I'm not asking what your neighbors heard about Jesus or maybe what your mothers and your fathers and maybe our parents or somebody else. But the question is, what have you heard? I'm not asking you today is the person beside you or the person you're going to see later today or tomorrow or when you get to work, whatever. I'm asking today, do you have peace in your life or are we like a, with Herod the king here where we get agitated because of the presence of Jesus? For he said he heard these things. You see, I do believe that God wanted to be a part of our lives. Question is, are we going to let him into our life? I'm not going to go back and read it, but what happened in the Garden of Eden? Genesis chapter 3 said this. The relationship between God and Adam and Eve was about obedience. Disobedience is where the, the, the disruption came in, right? So what happened is, is that Adam and Eve disobeyed God and didn't fully trust God, uh, that, that His promises were going to be that. So they, they did. They, they partook of the forbidden fruit. They were cast out of the garden. But you see, God was still there. There was a separation between God and man, and God wanted man reconciled to Him. Do you think today that Jesus wants us as human beings reconciled to His Son, Jesus? Absolutely. Does God want that, a reconciliation to happen? But here's the thing. It all happens by obedience. What do we do about obedience? So we're going to read about Herod here uh, in just a minute. But we see here that if we're ever going to have peace in our life, we don't need to be separated by God. We actually need to be drawn closer to him. Let me turn back to the book of Revelation for just a moment and read you a few verses if I may find them. Revelation chapter 21. We're talking about this morning about that, that Christ is going to come and to be a part of that. He's coming and he's visiting the hearts of people today, but do they welcome him in? Will they let him reign? Herod's like, no, you should not be controlled or ruled. By this one that you seek after, you should be controlled and ruled by me. Matter of fact, history calls him, not the Bible, the history calls him Herod the Great. The Bible never calls him Herod the Great. That's what our, our history and our society has labeled him. Scriptures never say that, but notice what we read here in Revelation. When we're not ruled by a person or a ruler, notice what Jesus talks about eternally in verse 1, Revelation 21 and 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, talking about this union that here, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adored for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of the heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. In other words, this is not some faraway place that we're going to dwell in one day. There's a union that happens now. Jesus came in the flesh, and I believe with all within me, the scriptures, he was born of a virgin. Now, uh, <coughs> excuse me, born of a virgin, and I also believe that, that he reigned. And we're, we're talking about some time, a little bit after he was born, that people were seeking after him. But it says that the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. Notice the comma. That if he is going to dwell with them, not that Herod's going to be in charge, but that he's talking about this, this, uh, the tabernacle of God. It says, and they shall be his people. Today, folks, this 
summarize this like this. Do you know what governing body we are under right now? The Holy Spirit of God. We are under His Word. We are under this. But Herod did not like that. He was agitated because he said, this is not the way it's going to be. He said, no. He said, I'd rather rule by my ways and my prosperity. He said, no. Jesus teaches us here. Excuse me. John teaches us here. He says, and God Himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away. Notice how that, that once God reigns in your life, notice the sorrow that is gone. But I know we talk about this for people that, that when they leave us, that, that God's going to go into heaven and there's no more hurt, folks. When you let Jesus reign in your life, notice the agitation in Herod. Notice the trouble that happens to people when they're outside of Christ. But God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Do you believe that in the presence of Jesus that we're going to find peace? He said, you're not going to hurt anymore. He said, all the sorrows that you have, he said, I'm going to wipe them away. I believe the psalmist David said, every tear is kept in a bottle and God knows all about those. Aren't you glad today that you and I, it is possible for us to have complete peace in our life? And I believe we're going to experience that in heaven one day when we get to experience these things. But notice what happened. He says that when talking about King Herod here, he says, He heard these things. Now in the second verse of the second chapter there in Matthew, notice what these wise men begin to say. Where is he that is born... King of the Jews. This is where I think Herod was troubled. I think Herod was greatly troubled. There were people that were going to put somebody in a higher rank than he is. Folks, today I want to tell you what I personally deeply am convicted about. There is no higher-ranking official in my life than King Jesus. He is the top. When people came to King Herod and they said, where's our king? I can almost see the, the anger, the bitterness, and the frustration in one saying, what do you mean, king? I'm your king. And they said, no, we believe in one that was sent by God. Folks, today I believe in that with all within me that we are not ruled by the society. We are reigning today under the reign of one today that was sent by God. And that's exactly what the Word, that's exactly what Jesus, that is exactly what the Holy Spirit of God is. And that is our King. Can you imagine for people to go to a king and say, where is he that is born king of the Jews? And you know, you can almost just see his blood begin to boil and the agitation inside of him saying, what do you mean a king? I'm your king. And you know what? I'm glad today to know that I have a king in my heart. I've got one that reigns in my heart. I've got one that rules in my life. And that is Jesus. And when Herod noticed what happened, that there was a, a, a great troubling that happened here, he was king. But you know what? I believe that uh, uh, we've got a king in our life. And I believe, I'll read it to you, John, in the very first chapter, the 49th verse. Nathaniel talking about, he said, Answer, this is John 1 and 49. He said uh, unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. 
Regardless of what everybody else thinks, regardless of what rule that we think that we're under, aren't you glad today to know that we have our own king, our own authority figure that we are under? But notice what happened. These wise men, it says they begin to come. It says, we have seen a star and we are come to worship him. You know what I think? I can almost envision this happening. These people have traveled a long way. You mean that there was such thing as people that were dedicated to worshiping Jesus? Herod said, you're not supposed to be dedicated to anybody other than me. You know what? It agitates the world when we become dedicated to Jesus. You mean to tell me that there's nothing more important than worshiping and praising Jesus? Folks, that's going to agitate the world. You know what the world will say? You need to live life a little bit. You need to enjoy life, folks. I'll tell you what I believe our joy is. Our joy is when we leave this world and we get our heavenly reward. I believe I can enjoy a lot of things in this life, and I do. But I'll tell you this. I also believe deeply this morning that there is nothing more joyful, there's nothing more satisfying than us realizing and coming to the place where that that, that we are committed and we are dedicated to King Jesus. That's who we're about. And that just, again, I can see Herod getting agitated because he found people that were dedicated. Could you imagine what it would be like to be a ruler only to find people that were not dedicated? Almost makes you wonder what Jesus is like when he finds people not dedicated. But what was it like for Herod to find people dedicated just not to him? The world is trying to make slaves out of God's people. Slaves to sin. Slaves to the, the lust and the desires of the flesh. And it agitates. It disturbs. There's a troubling when we tell the world, thanks but no thanks, I'm committed to Jesus. The scriptures teach us over and over and over again the importance of taking up our cross and following the Lord. It's showing a commitment. It's showing a dedication. And Herod was furious when he came across people that would travel that far to go to the extremes that they were in only to be seeking after somebody besides him. But notice what happened. These people were devoted. And it says, And Herod, Herod was, was, was greatly distroubled, heard these things, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with them. Now, we know Bethlehem of, of Judea. Probably more commonly known now was the birthplace of Jesus. But at this time, if you remember... Herod had issued a decree to kill. So a time when a place could be known for death because of the presence of Jesus, it was going to be celebrated as a place of life. For all of us, let's be honest this morning. Sometimes we look at death as a very somber, sad thing, and it is. I'm not saying it's not. But you know what? Because of the presence of Jesus, I believe that death is not what something's going to be known for, that we can be known for life. Folks, I believe in the life that Jesus gives people. I believe in the light of life that He is able to give. And when, when it says uh, that, that, that He was troubled, He wanted all of the, the, the death uh, to happen. So you see that it was known as a place of death and all of a sudden it became known as a place of life. And it says, in all of Jerusalem with him. You know what Herod did? 
Herod would not rejoice in the presence of Jesus, but that didn't stop others. You know what? I don't mean this in a, in a harsh way, but you notice something about even the congregation of people here this morning. One person can choose not to worship, but that doesn't mean other people have to. We all are free this morning. If you want to worship Him, you want to raise your hands, you want to shout glory, hallelujah, you just go right ahead. For you see today, there's Herods that are out there. And there are wise men that are out there that just simply want to be with Jesus. You've heard me say this before. That star would guide them on their journey all along the way and it would bring them to Jesus and that was the end of their journey because folks, when you find Jesus, you have found the place you need to go and there's nowhere else to go. You just need Jesus in your life, that's it. But Herod thought that there was something greater, that he was creating a kingdom and an empire that was going to be stronger than Jesus. Folks, there is absolutely nothing, I believe, any greater than a relationship with Jesus. There is nothing, but we see here that Herod was troubled because of these things. And it says, and all of Jerusalem with him. Let me see if I can say this right. We define ourselves by what we rejoice in. We define ourselves by what we get excited about. There's a lot of people excited this morning, right? But why? Because they could go to church? Or is it because we have a lot of materialistic things in our life that have been added to it? We define and we become or we understand ourselves because of what makes us exciting. I've heard this said a lot of times. Man, those are just simple people. They didn't need much in life. You know what? What is it that we need in life to find our excitement and our happiness? For we see here it says, And all of Jerusalem was troubled along with them. You see... A person is defined by not only who his enemies are, but who his friends are. A lot of times people might say, well, you know, you go to these churches and there's just not a lot of people and the congregations are small. And you know what? There's not a whole lot of people in this world that truly understand what it's like to have a relationship with Jesus. But aren't you glad those people exist? There's other people. There's Herods out there, folks. Let me just say it like that. There's Herods that are out there. But you know what else is out there? There's wise men. There's people that desire Jesus, not the power and the fame of the world, but they want Jesus. Aren't you glad this morning that we as a people today can come together and we are with common people that, that want not the things of the world or the power of the world or the materialistic things of the world, but we desire Jesus. Folks, those people exist. And I'll even go as far as to say, look around you. We are blessed this morning with people that are seeking and desiring to find Jesus, for what happened here is that Matthew begins to teach us about a time of hostility, a time of frustration and anger of Herod. And I've said it before, not Herod the Great. That was history that gave him that title. But I believe he was one that was troubling. Uh, and I believe that he was one that, that, according to the scripture, John chapter 8, I believe it is, verse 44, talks about Christ being, oh, excuse me, not Christ, the devil, Satan himself, being that is a murderer. He is a liar. He is a destroyer. And I think that's exactly what Herod was trying to do, was to tear the people down. But these men, these wise men, they begin to seek after Jesus. 
And they want to be lifted up. So this morning, what are you going to do? How are you going to respond to Jesus? Are you going to get agitated? Are you going to find peace by submitting to Him? I wonder this morning, how are we going to respond and how are we going to listen to Him? For I believe God's speaking, but we have a responsibility to listen. If He's speaking to you this morning, wherever you are, I pray that you would submit to Him. I want us to get a song this morning. That's what's on my